Good afternoon, I'm Al Cresta. In the weeks following the terrorist attacks of 9-11, firefighter Tom Colucci attended the funerals of several of his friends and co-workers, and while present at them, an old thought returned to his mind. Why don't I become a priest? With me right now is Father Tom Colucci. He's now pastor of Most Precious Blood Parish in Walden, New York. Father, good to have you here. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me. Very good. Uh, where were you the morning of 9-11? I just finished my night shift at the firehouse. I was working in lower Manhattan, uh, and then I was relieved from my duty, and I was headed home. And then I heard uh, about the terror attacks, and they recalled all cops and firemen, uh, firefighters to the city. So I turned around, got through the tunnels and uh, that was closed off and uh, by showing them my badge. And I went to my firehouse, picked up my fire gear. All the guys were coming in from all over. And we drove down to the site as close as we could. We ran to it. And then just about when we got there, the South Tower came down, collapsed. Mm. And then we uh, went on to that rubble, and there were reports. There were 40,000 people missing. Uh, 400 firefighters were in the building. So we just crawled through the rubble looking through uh yeah, any, finding any voids if we can find any people. And that was around 10 o'clock or so. And uh, we were on that pile of debris for about a half an hour. And then we, uh, then about that time, the half hour later, the South Tower, uh, the North Tower came down, uh, collapsed. And we all went running. Uh, and then we uh, uh, went for cover. And then the plume of dust and debris came over us. And then uh, after a few moments, it sort of cleared. And we went back. Now we had two piles of rubble to dig through and the way i ran we all ran towards the hudson river and uh, when i got back i was kind of more in the north uh where the north tower collapsed i was kind of ended up there mm -hmm. so we searched through that rubble and i basically stayed on the rubble for about uh till about midnight for about wow. you know, a good 14 hours searching through uh trying to find any survivors unfortunately there were very few but we had to have hope that there there were some, so we just searched through the rubble. And, sure. And then uh, around midnight, I, I was relieved. A lot of people were coming in, and I, I saw you know, there were firefighters, uh, the police, and the army, and then a lot of doctors, nurses, and priests came down to the site and went back to my firehouse. And then the following morning, I uh, reported back to the site and, and dug through the rubble again. I pretty much did that for the first uh, three weeks, and then uh, you know, I was digging on the rubble and looking for survivors wow. and on weekends there were funerals unfortunately to attend to 343 guys got killed so we had to go to funerals and then we still had to attend to fire emergency calls that yeah. were going on yeah uh, that's right so i went back to the firehouse a full firehouse roster has about 25 guys and we had five killed and then a bunch of guys were hurt and physically and psychologically so we were down about a good 10 or 12 guys so we needed everybody and a lot of retired guys came back so we had a man the fire trucks to still go out on calls and then we when you weren't doing that you had to go back down to the pile and dig so it was a pretty brutal routine for you know the first uh, three three weeks there pretty much what kind of effect does that have on your spirit uh you know, it was very it was very sad just seeing uh you know all the tragedy and a lot of the guys killed were very young had families. Uh, it was very, very sad. But you know, we had to have hope, and it just showed how fragile life is, and that we always yeah. have to be right with God. And uh, 
And a lot of people say, where was Christ that day? Couldn't he have stopped the plane, send a legion of angels up there and stop right. it? But I think the body of Christ was in the people that showed up to re for recovery efforts, all the police, firefighters. Uh, and it was, wasn't just us. The, the perimeter was closed off by the Army, but there were nurses, doctors came down. And I remember sitting on top of the rubble looking up the West Side Highway. That's the main highway leading in down to the city there was just hundreds of ambulance rigs parked up the west side highway uh you know ready to you know help out at all so that was the body of christ there that, yeah. that showed up there you know miracles do happen yes but sometimes but christ mostly works through people right and I, I think he did that was wonderfully day the rescuers that, that came down digging uh so it was a tremendous uh you know so it you know it was it was very sad, touching, but, uh, you know, it just showed you just how fragile life is and uh, it can be taken at any moment. I was having coffee with these guys in the firehouse in the morning and an hour later they're all, uh, they're all dead. So right. it, was, uh, it was very, very, very sad. But it just, you know, filled me with hope that, you know, that we're destined to a greater purpose, that God does work in our lives. And there were some great scenes there on October 4th. We were digging through the rubble, and the iron cross jutted out through the rubble. Uh, we were working with the iron workers. They they pulled away a lot of the rubble, and then we searched the voids, and that just a giant cross stuck up uh, on yeah. a piece of St. Francis of Assisi. So they cut that down. They mounted it on a marble slab, a uh, concrete slab. And we they had Sunday mass there, and you know at nine o'clock, and the guys would put their stuff down and go over and have mass, and uh, it was wow. just you know to show that Christ and God was with They're us still there during yeah. this. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was you know so. It, you know, it was sad, but, uh, you know, I just showed that, you know, there's, there has to be, you know, where did all these guys go? You know, there has to be uh, another life. There right. has to be an eternal life. They taken their life short, uh, quickly. And there has to be another life after this, uh, to reward them for what they did. So I, so it gave me more hope that, you know, there is an eternal life and yeah. uh, that we're more, we're destined for, for more. A lot of people in the midst of suffering like that and the apparent chaos and randomness of it all uh, would actually lose faith uh, in God. For you, it it seemed to have strengthened your faith, or at least your sense of calling. Tell me a little bit about that transition from being a firefighter. Yes, I've... Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I was. I was. It was. I was sort of always thinking about being a priest. It was kind of in the back of my mind. I was always very religious. You know, attended daily mass often. I prayed the divine office fairly regularly, and mm -hmm. it was kind of in the back of my mind. And I, at the time of nine eleven, had about sixteen years on the fire department, and I, we can retire at twenty. Okay. And then you, uh, so I mean, you can go longer. Some guys do, and. I was thinking, you know, maybe when I retire, I'd become a priest. And, you know, I had a fairly normal life and everything, but I was in the back of my mind. But after this great tragedy, you know, just, uh, yes, you can lose your faith. You know, where was God? You know, da-da-da. Could, people could say that. But I just said, you know, there, I just saw there has to be something more to life. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, mm -hmm. there has to be an eternal life. Uh, uh, that There has to be. Uh, to, and where rights are wronged and uh, justice and God's justice comes through. So I... That's what I, uh, so it really kind of solidified. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'd say, oh, I'll become a priest now because of this. I don't know <laughs> right. if the seminaries would be packed, you know, <laughs> so it has to be a lot more to it, you know. Right. But it was kind of in the back of my mind, and I just saw the, you know, the, 
you know, how precious life is, how valuable it is. And uh, I think we're just destined for more. There is an eternal life. And I saw great examples on 9-11. Priests came down to the pile. Uh, we call it the pile of ground zero. And they were cheering the guys on. And they had a makeshift morgue set up. And, and they were just counseling the guys. So a lot of guys were psychologically in bad shape. Sure. They were very, very good there. So, and then uh, the heroic uh, example of our chaplain, Father Mike Judge, yeah. he was uh, – he was listed as the first death. Uh, he, we, his church was on West 31st Street in Manhattan, uh, and he was our chaplain. And I, uh, he responded down to the scene on the first uh, first alarm. He was in the North Tower. You might have saw footage of him praying in the ro- uh, yep. praying the rosary in the lobby. And he went out to administer the last rites to some some firefighters were killed by falling bodies. And he was out there, and uh, but then he died. Uh, debris um, when the south tower came down and uh, shot across and killed a lot of people and i think he had a heart attack but you might have saw that famed photo where they they found recovered his body and they uh they they put it on a chair yeah. and they carried him to the nearest uh catholic church which was saint peter's on barclay street which was about two blocks north of the towers and they laid his body on the altar yeah. which was uh, uh unbelievable moving uh, tremendous tribute uh, to Father Mike, uh, the, you know, these guys had the presence of mind to do that. It's yeah. a tragedy. It just showed, you know, the dignity of the human body, the respect we give it. And then for nine months, we dug through the rubble night and day, 24 hours, seven days a week for nine months looking for bones and survivors and uh, just showed you the sacredness of the body. So I saw all these things, a uh, great example of the priest, the recovery efforts, the people, and uh you know, that, that just showed me, yes, you could look at it two ways. You could lose faith, you know, where was God, you know, or you could say, you know, there has to be something greater, something mm-hmm. more than this. We're destined for something more. These were all great guys that just died very suddenly and tragically. and that they, they have to live on. There has to be another life. And yeah. So it kind of solidified my decision to be a priest. That was yeah. in the back of my mind, but it sort of solidified it. And then I met with the vocation director uh, the following year after the recovery efforts. It was a very long year with funerals and everything. And I went down again and, uh, in May, a couple months later and I dug for, the, uh, for recovery. And, uh, wow. So it kind of solidified it and I moved towards the priesthood. Yeah. Did, you ended up becoming a monk for a while, didn't you? Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, I had a little detour there. I was going to retire. Uh, I started meeting with the vocation director in 2002. I just got promoted to captain and I went in, I talked to him and I told him my plans. I'd like to retire in three years and uh, become a, a priest for the Archdiocese in New York. He said, wonderful. We never had a fireman become priest. You know? <laughs> so, it was, so it was good. Uh, so I was meeting with him regularly and uh, you know, it built a little relationship. But then fortunately, uh, unfortunately, my last six months on the fire department, I was hurt in a serious explosion oh. in Manhattan. I hit my head. I developed a blood clot on the brain and oh. I required two brain surgeries. I even required last rites. I tell everybody at work, here I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then, uh, but uh, then I kind of took it. I just, uh, my, you know, my head was off, half of it was numb and my right hand was off. And I thought the idea of studying, uh, going to the seminar, I just kind of put it off a bit. And then I was going to a monastery in upstate New York to discern the call to the priesthood also. I was visiting them like twice a year, and I was meeting with the abbot and talking about the priesthood. So then after I got hurt, I just decided to join the monastery. I needed some recovery time. Sure. So, uh, 
So I, so I joined the monastery for about seven years from o two uh from o five to two thousand twelve and so I made my solemn profession there and even started studying uh at a saint uh saint Vincent seminary in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I studied there for three years yeah from o nine to twelve then I started decided to switch to the diocese in 2012 and i got ordained in may of 16 at saint patrick's by cardinal dolan yeah you know, i was the first firefighter ever ordained and there was about a thousand firemen at the cathedral three fire trucks bagpipe bands <laughs> banners <laughs> that, <laughs> that, wow <laughs> that's great so i had a little detour there you know? yeah well father thank you your testimony is very uh moving and um i know that uh, it, it is a light for many of our listeners thank you so much Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. Father Tom Colucci is pastor of the Most Precious Blood Parish in Walden, New York. I'm Al Cresto.